Good morning. Yeah. You're excited. Good. At least one person. John's always excited. So, hey, next time set the bar a little lower before I come up. So, yeah, I'm really excited to, to come in here. And just like Josh says, like, what I'm about to talk about today is something that's just been really for the last year been, God just really put a fire in me about it. And I can't wait to, to get it out and hopefully it's good. Um, but the, um, something that I was reading maybe a couple weeks ago that really stuck out to me and it kind of convicted me. You know, sometimes you read something in the Bible that jumps out. And so I really wanted to share this with you before I get into the meat of what I want to talk about. And it's in James 1, 23 through 25. And it says, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like somebody who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So the challenge and how that challenged me was, you know, so often, you know, we come in here and we hear something good or we read the Bible and it's like, wow, that jumps off. And then we walk out these doors or we walk out our door in the morning and the first thing that comes up that challenges us in exactly what God said, hey, go do this. We find ourselves doing the polar opposite essentially forgetting what we look like in the mirror. So just first challenge of the day is that. And um, so anyways, I, I just wanted to cover that before I got into um, the meat of what I wanted to, to hit. So when I'm thinking about this whole vertical story series, um, the one thing that I wanted to touch base on, the only thing I wanted to touch base on is our tagline or our, our mission statement of the church, and that's loving others towards God. And I wanted to talk about what that looks like and, and um, how, how we can do that. Um, and so in praying about it and, and thinking about it, really it's, it's about loving your neighbor. It's about um, you know, going out, ju not just from here, but here and outside of here and loving your neighbor. So there's the best, and the best story in the Bible for me about loving your neighbor is the Good Samaritan. So um, Jesus was speaking and there was a, expert in the law who stood up and wanted to challenge Jesus. So I'm just going to read the whole thing real quick and then tell you, you know, what I think. It starts in Luke 10, 25, and it says, uh, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, when, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by to the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring out oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, which is two days' wages, and gave him to the innkeeper. Looking, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So then Jesus says, which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And so Jesus said, go and do likewise. 
So Jesus knew the crowd that he was speaking to. He was, he was speaking to Jews. And um, a little backstory about the Jews and Samaritans. The Jews and Samaritans were enemies for hundreds of years. The Jews looked at the Samaritans as ceremonially unclean. They were the heretics of the day. They were the social outcasts. So knowing all this, as the Samaritan passes by, he looks over and, and has compassion on him. The one out of three that had the excuse not only excuse to walk by and be like, oh, it is what it is, but really could have finished him off. You know, hundreds of years of pain and whatever. He had every excuse, but he was moved with compassion and with love. And so Jesus says, go do that. He gave his time, his energy, his resources. He was, he was traveling. So he didn't think about him. He thought about what's going on here. And that's the thing is when we love, love is not about us right? And so we can say, yeah, we love our neighbor, we love our neighbor, and so how, how, do we, how do we do that? And it really is to be moved, to be aware of what's going on around us and be moved with compassion and love to the people that, so Jesus is saying, look, your neighbor is your enemy. So it's easy to love, like, I can love Josh really easy because he's easy. I can love my wife real easy most of the time, and she can love me. So, but it's, it's really easy to love the people who love you back, but what about the ones that you would consider your enemy? What about the ones who aren't treating you the best? What about the, the rude waiter that you go see after here? Like, how do you treat her? You know? And so that's the thing is like we, we come here and we say, okay, yeah, we're going to love others towards God. But the challenge is, is like how do we do that out here? Like we can come in here and we can do that all we want. But the real test of loving our neighbor is out there. And so really here's the thing is, so the Samaritan was able to see through all the pain, all the, the anger and everything like that, he didn't see the Samaritan based on what society said he should think and what the past, what history said he should, he should do, how he should treat him. He saw him how God sees him and was moved with compassion. And so that's really the key. That's, that's the key to loving others, loving your enemy is if we can love them, no matter what they do back to us, if we can see them how God sees them, that's the key. And that's easier said than done, right? So, like, how do we do that? Well, the first step is, is seeing us how God sees us. And so if we can, if we can see God, us how God sees us, if we can know that, look, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I, uh, I'm full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, that, that whole game. I'm full of all that. So if I know who I am, if I can see me how God sees me, then I can see you how God sees you. And if you're acting in a way that I don't like and I don't want to receive, maybe you're coming at me with anger or somebody is treating you wrong at work. And it's like all that is is somebody who's bleeding and dying. That's it. That is it. And so instead of moving with anger and, and going and talking about them, you can be moved with compassion and love them. You know, and that's, I'm sorry, I get worked up about this because it's huge. I'd like if we get this, if we get this, people are going to be running from the church to be running into it because we're leaving here acting like the Jesus that we say we worship. Amen. That's it. And so when we, when we can do that, if you come at me and it's like, oh man, you know, like I can see you how God sees you. And I can be moved with compassion, and I'm not going to use that against you. And so what it really is is um, there's this guy, um, Todd White, and I listen to a lot. And he says in this instance um, when people are, are doing that and acting in a way that are, is unloving and they're being unlovable, he says, how dare you let somebody take from you what they never gave you in the first place? And if your identity is God and you can see you how God sees you, then when they're coming at you like that, it's like, look, I'm not going to allow you to steal my peace. I'm not going to allow you to steal my joy. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to love you anyway. And that is, that's huge. That is huge. 
So, you know, and th- that's the thing is it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about what God can do through you and in you and how you, with God's help, can change lives. And so, again, all of that's really easily said, but it really comes down to, like, how do we do that? You know, we're human, and we, we don't always want to do the, like Paul says, I do the things that I don't want to do, and I don't do the things that I do want to do. So, um, so how do we do that? And really what it is is when we, when we sit down and we're praying, we're spending time with God, and we're like, God, just change my heart. Change the way that I see me so I can change the way that I see others. Um, as you know, it's, it's asking the Holy Spirit because the, the, the Bible says like the same, it's in Romans, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. So we carry the spirit of God around with us everywhere we go. And, you know, we have like, we have, all have these dreams of like, oh, we just, I just want to change lives. I just want to change lives. I just want to be used by God. God, use me, use me. Well, you know what? We walk by, we walk by people who are dead and dying, ignore them because we have our own agenda. God wants to use us every day, and we pass by opportunities for God to use us every day because we're concerned about us, and our life is all about us, and that's it. So if we can, can go through life and see opportunities to be like, look, God, just use me. So you walk through, and you're like, all right, God, just, just use me, and you, with the Holy Spirit who is in you, can point out certain things. And it may be little things and maybe things that you don't ever even realize um, come up. And it, it, again, the, the Bible says, when you're faithful in little, I'll make you ruler with, over much. So if you're listening to the Holy Spirit and you're like, God, just like use me today. It's not about my agenda. It's about what you want me to do. I'm not using any of my notes. Like always, every time, right? I never... So... With the, the spirit being in us, you know, we sing this song um, every once in a while, like, and it goes, you know, when you walk into a room, sickness starts to vanish, every hopeless situation ceases to exist. So, like, if we're, if the Holy Spirit dwells in us, when we walk into a room, shouldn't the atmosphere change? Shouldn't love walk in with us? So, um, yeah. So, anyway, so when we're asking the God to, to, uh, to guide us and lead us, and change that. So when we walk in, we're like, okay, what is it about John when he comes in? Why, is, why am I so happy around John? Why does he bring peace into a room? Why is it that I'm so drawn to him? People at your work, why is it that I'm so drawn to you? I'm having a rough day. It's because you're loving on him. It's because you're loving on him. And that's, that's really what is people will be drawn to that. Um, so um, I, yeah, I'll close with this. I'll close with this. I have a story about a little thing, doing the little things and being used by God in the little things. So was it Mother's Day? It was a few weeks ago. Mother's Day evening. Um, I'm in bed. This is probably about 1030 because I remember I gave up on the San Antonio Spurs. They were about <laughs> to lose. And so I was bummed. I went to bed. So I'm about asleep, and I feel Amy jump out of bed. And I hear her say, would you say, like, she's, she's like, she's like, the house, the house, and she's gone. Like, I get up, and I'm like half asleep. I'm like, what is going on? The house. So I get up, and I get my shoes on, and I, oh, no, I get up, and I look outside, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, the neighbor's house is on fire, like, all engulfed. And so I go get my shoes on, get my coat on, walk outside, and Amy's running back to the house. She's like, get a chair, get a chair. She's got, she's on crutches, get a chair. So, of course, I walk back. 
and I get a chair. And I, by that time, she's been back to, to the people over there, and she's kind of come back, will you give me the chair? I'm like, here, here you go. So she goes over, and she, I don't know how long it was, and she's in her, she didn't take the time like me to put a coat on and put her shoes on. She's out there in her bare feet, <laughs> shivering cold, running back and forth to help these people. And so when she came back, I forget, it was maybe five or ten minutes later, she says to me, she's like, ah, I went over there, and I just like, I was just like, I just knew I needed to give her a hug. I just knew I needed a hugger. Now, this is a neighbor she's never met before. We didn't meet these neighbors. These neighbors actually cause a lot of ruckus in the neighborhood. And we aren't the most loving people, lovable people. And she didn't know her name. She didn't know who she was. But she felt like God was like, hug her. Give her a hug. Tell her it's going to be okay. So she said something like, it'll be okay, sweetie, and gave her a hug. So then she comes back to me, and she's like, yeah, I gave this lady a hug, and I don't know what. You know, like they were looking at me like I was crazy. Um, so there's about a hundred other people out there, and I was one of the hundred watching this house burn. And not one of us went over there and we're like, hey, we, these people, their house is burning. And so a little bit like the Levite and the priest, walking by, seeing what's going on and doing nothing about it. I'm guilty. I wasn't moved with compassion. I was just watching the fire. So, so anyways... The next day, she gets on Facebook and she starts, she creates this um, Facebook page to support them and help, you know, like gift cards and money, gets a hold of their church and is just, you know, just pulling together a whole bunch of support for this family who literally lost everything. One of their daughters was graduating high school, so she, know they were going to have an open house there and so they're coordinating like, okay, where can we do this venue and all this kind of stuff. So in all that, all these big things, and that's the thing is we all want to do this big thing, but maybe God's just asking you to do a little thing to start. So a couple days after, maybe it was maybe almost a week after she gets a text from this lady and, um, forgive me because I am going to cry. So, so she gets a text from this lady and it says, good morning. I just wanted to tell you how thankful I am for all you have done. I'm in awe of the kindness from the people in our neighborhood. You've been a huge blessing. That night is a blur with all those who came to support us and offer us coats, blankets, shoes, etc. But I think it was you who was the first person to come to my side. If it was you, I thank you. I remember that hug. There's nothing more devastating than watching your house on fire like that. And you coming to my side and just hugging me will never be forgotten. You are a blessing. So that's it. You know, that's it. You listen to the Holy Spirit. You're moved by what the Holy Spirit asks you to do. You don't care if you look weird to some neighbor people hugging their wife who you've never met. And you, she changed her life. So that's it. Second challenge of the day. Go out love on others. There's opportunities everywhere. Seek the opportunities to love people. And I guarantee, you know what? Your life will be changed, but you're going to be changing others as well. So that's it. Yeah. You want me to pray? All right. Lord, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for what, a, what you put in my heart. I ask that you Help it sink deep, take root, and grow fruit in everybody in here. I ask that everybody in here go out and they change lives and they be part of loving others towards you. Let us, go, like, Lord, help us go after those hurt and dying people that we run into every day and help us not to use, have our agenda and ignore your Holy Spirit's voice. 
So I thank you for everybody, Lord. Help us to have a great day. In your name, amen.